Welcome to the Refuge Project. We are your hosts, James, Pastor Caesar, and myself, Pastor David. We are got a, just a tremendous show for you today. The Refuge Project is a place where you can have meaningful conversation organically in a safe place. And today we got a, we got a, a really good show. We have a segment called Culture Corner where we kind of talk about some current events, maybe some funny uh, news stories and stuff like that. And then today we have a special guest, our lead pastor, Pastor Mark. Come on, give him some applause. We're going to be talking about fasting and praying. So we're looking forward to the conversation today. Um, so let's get right in it. Let's get into our culture corner. Okay, so the, cur the, current, the current event that I had was, uh, it happened in Italy um, last month sometime. So there was a, uh, it was at a museum in Italy. There was a guy who went in there and this was one of those museums that has all those, um, it's got all those uh, big statues that are like sculpted out of granite and different types of rock and they're usually nude and it's really uncomfortable to look at, but everybody says what? it's beautiful. There's a bunch of those statues in the museum. And this guy decided to go pose by one and he kind of got a little too close to the statue and it was like 200 years old. And uh, he ended up leaning on the statue. Anyway, he ended up knocking the toes off of the statue. Oh man. And uh, they had him all on camera and stuff. He just kind of left and was hoping nobody saw him. He's like, I'm out. Yeah, he left uh, trying to take a selfie. But, uh, <laughs> Did he take the toes with him? That's the question. No, I don't think he took the toes okay. with him because they tried to put him back on. But so he left. They found him on the cameras. So they, like, hit the guy up and was like, hey, we know you did this thing. You destroyed our 200-year-old statue. And uh, he, he was real nice about it. He was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I want to do whatever I can to make it right. But I found out that they're working on laws right now in Italy where this happened where the guy could um, potentially get eight years in prison. What? And a $117,000 fine. Wow. You don't even get that for, like, burning down police stations in the United States. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. We're just going to try to keep it non-political, but I went there. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. That is just absolutely uh, nuts. So I just ordered this, like, super-duper uh, glue. So if you ever go over there to see those those statues or whatever, make sure you carry some of this. Take you some just with you. yeah, take some yeah. with you. You can just stick the toes order right. <laughs> if you if you order now, two for nine ninety nine. Right, right. Okay, I got I got a, a story here, um, and, and a lot of y'all know just by this little this little cut I'm about to play. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Carol at Big Cat Rescue, the Tiger King. How many of y'all seen the Tiger King show? Two of y'all. All right. Well, I'm going to have to explain this in a little bit more. There was a, a hit docu, docu series on, on Netflix back in uh, last summer, I believe it was, when it yeah. came out about uh, these people that uh, had big cats, tigers and different things like that. And, uh, oh, Carol Baskin... I, She's been uh, out on the news, the rap songs have been made by her, uh, about her, and all these different things. Well, she is d uh, coming out on the ABC show Dancing with the Stars. Oh, goodness. Yes, Dancing with the Stars. And uh, her, her song came out, I think it was earlier this week, and she was dancing to another, uh, another other than Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> 
And let me tell you, it was bad. It was bad. And I kind of felt sorry for her because, you know, if you ever watch Dancing with the Stars, you have like the professional and then her. And then he would always be ahead of her. And then she would just like, you know, she would do her little thing and finally catch up. And he'd be waiting for, waiting for her. So it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a, one of those awkward deals. But the thing about Kara Baskin was she's been accused of feeding her ex-husband to a tiger. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh, so during the show, one of the guys that uh, the other Tiger King guy, he's in prison right now for trying to, like, take a hit out on, on this, this chick. And uh, I didn't mean to say chick, okay, sorry. Uh, but this lady, and uh, yeah, got me. Got him. Got me. Um, so, but she's been accused of doing this, and they think that she fed her ex-husband to, uh, to the Tigers. Well, the family also thinks, uh, thinks the same thing. So right before she went on Dancing with the Stars, they bought a commercial on their local ABC channel saying, if you know anything about this missing man from 1997, we got a $100,000 reward. And if Carol Basket did it, they're like doubling up on it or something like that. Wow. Uh, so they're kind of just uh, stole her thunder right before she has her big moment on, on ABC. So I, don't mess with big tigers. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to watch that, but uh, it's, it's like that sounds so cringy. Oh yeah, it's the the whole the whole Tiger King. Like if you ain't seen it, don't go back and see yeah. it because it's it's something. No, it's a <laughs> it's trash something. fire. Yeah. yeah, definitely a trash fire. All right, well that is the culture corner, and uh, so let's get right right into our main topic tonight. Caesar, you want to introduce the this man to our left? This man to our left at 180 pounds, undefeated. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a, it's, a, it's a joy and a privilege to, uh, to introduce our guest today. Um, uh, many of you know him, you love him. We call him Pastor Mark. He's our senior pastor here at Elam Church. Been doing a fantastic job. He's also my father-in-law. Been doing a fantastic job at that too, sir. Uh, but uh, wow, it, it's getting deep already. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, <laughs> <let him> <laughs> Keep talking. Um, yeah, yeah, no. But we are so excited to have you on this podcast, this very first, uh, our maiden voyage here. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, you've been talking about prayer and fasting. We're about to go into a time of prayer and fasting um, for the non-Christian. Um, or maybe let's say the person that's just starting out in their faith. Uh, what is prayer? What is, fa what is fasting? Well, fasting really is um, just a means of uh, opening yourself up to really get into the presence of God. And, and as you look through the Bible, especially in the New Testament, uh, fasting is mentioned quite a bit. <clears throat> Jesus talks about fasting. Jesus fasted. Uh, in the Bible, there are many different types of fast. There's a one-day fast, a three-day fast, seven-day fast. And whenever people were fasting, it was a time to really put away the distractions that, that were pulling them away from God and focus in on Him. And we need that more than ever right now because of all the things that are going on. I think people are distracted from the presence of God. And we need to get back into that presence and the way we do it is one way through fasting. Right. Well, very good. I think, you know, coming up on a 40-day fast, you know, that's a, a lot more than one day, a like one. 39 more days than that. 
Um, but that's a big one. You know, we see Jesus that he did that in the Bible, uh, but that was pretty intense of what he did. It was a total fast for 40 days. Um, so as maybe someone that has not done fasting for a great period of time like this, what are some things that we can expect how, how to come back from failure? Like if you say you're going to do certain things, certain fast, and then you don't, uh, give us some, just, just some positive stuff that we can do uh, on that. Well, it's important before you fast to commit to whatever you're going to do. Uh, if you, we're going to fast for 40 days, uh, there were two, I think maybe three people in the Bible that actually totally fasted for 40 days. Uh, Moses, I know Moses did, I think Elijah, uh, I think, uh, and then Jesus did. We're not calling for a total fast. We're, we're, it's what they call a partial fast, uh, a Daniel fast. And in the Bible, when people fasted, it was always food. But times are different. Things are different right now. So we are asking, we are calling a 40-day partial fast, and we're asking people to put away uh, distractions. One of the things that I feel God is speaking to me about is social media. We mentioned it earlier. A lot of people, I know Pastor Caesar told me when, when I said that, the young people all looked at each other like, who does he think he is, you know? Uh, but I just feel like it's such a distraction. So when you go into fasting, the key is to make a commitment. This is what I'm going to do. And, and look, if you commit to 40 days of fasting, there are people that cannot fast food. They have different medical issues, they have to eat, and so there's ways to do that. But what you're doing really is just whatever you commit to, that's the key, whatever you commit to. And then listen, one of the things that you'll do, especially in 40 days, maybe you're gonna put away a certain food. And as you go along, I will promise you, and, and I know you've experienced this if you fasted before. You will have more opportunities to go to lunch. You'll have more opportunities to be going out to dinner with someone. <laughs> there will be more opportunities uh, to, to eat different foods. And, and when you do different things, sometimes you'll find yourself, before you, before you realize, you'll catch yourself eating something that you had promised to fast. Don't let the devil break you down on that. If you did it by accident, look, just put it away. God, forgive me, I'm going on. Our theme for this year is moving forward. We're not, we're not stopping, we're not quitting. We're moving forward. And if you do that, you don't stop. I broke it, God's gonna get me. You know? No, you just continue to move on and seek God and you'll be wiser for it. So that's one of the things that you need to be aware of. I definitely did that back in high school. I was gonna fast uh, meats and at lunch they were serving pizza and it had a pepperoni on it and i oh. forgot oh mm, man mm, and i felt mm. real bad halfway through that pizza and does anybody want to take his spot because uh, <laughs> we just we got a spot opened up on our podcast because he ate a pepperoni but, but I that's didn't the eat kind of guilt that we put on ourselves when right. that happens and then the same with praying uh you know we spoke about this before but you know i'm a morning person so early morning prayer really isn't that difficult for me you know, I get here, I get here at 5.15 or so in the morning for our early morning prayer. That sounds like a sacrifice, but it really, for me, that's when I usually get up. For some of you, some of you listening, you might not be a morning person, but you feel like I got to get up, I got to pray. And then after 20 minutes, you find yourself drooling in the word when you just fall asleep and you haven't done any good. So 
be wise when you do that. And look, if you don't, if you miss your prayer time, that a lot of times, well, well I got to make it up. I'm going to pray twice as long tomorrow. And then you miss that. Well, I'm going to pray three times as long. And, and so what happens is you put all this guilt, all this condemnation on yourself. Don't do it. Just be honest with God. Just seek him out. I fell asleep this morning. You know what? I'm going to pray this afternoon. Find a good time. Uh, Pastor David mentioned this before. Find the time that's right for you. And then pray. Take that time and pray. Find the fast that's right for you. And don't just, you know, uh, well, I'm not going to eat lunch. And yet, you really, you never eat lunch. <laughs> you know, you, mm -hmm. you've hadn't eaten lunch in two years. Oh, well, I'm going to fast lunch. Well, no, you're not. It's about doing away with some things in your life so that you can hear from God. Right. We talked about creating a void in your life. So whatever that looks like for you, whatever it consumes a lot of time in your life, create that void so you, then you can fill it in with fasting and praying. So you can, you, can, you can pray, you can read your word, but if there's not a void, if you don't create the void in your life, then there's nothing to fill, fill it back, fill it with. And it, it's super important uh, to make sure you clear that void. And it's not one of those things where you just stay up longer and so you can pray, but we really need to create that, that void in, in our life. And maybe some of you have, you, you know, I don't pray every day or it's, I've never done this for a period of time. Um, I remember when I was a young Christian that I would get into this place where I would say, okay, I'm going to pray for an, 30 minutes a day or an hour a day. And then I couldn't do it. You know, I was just like, man, I, you know, I don't have very many words as it is, but much less praying for an hour. Uh, but after a while, I decided, look, I'm going to pray five minutes today and then pray that for a couple of days and then 10 minutes and then 20 minutes and 30 minutes. And then you'll find that you'll begin to get prayer legs, right? And you'll begin to work out. And then just like you're in the gym running on a treadmill, when you first get on it, you only can go a quarter of a mile. And then before you know it, you're running two, 10, 20 miles. It's the same way with your prayer life. The more you pray, the more the relationship with you and Jesus opens up and right. the more that you can have that conversation with God. Right. And I, I think you, you've uh, definitely said the, uh, the key word there, sacrifice. It has to be a sacrifice. It has to cost you something. Um, because if it doesn't, you know, then are, are you really doing it as unto God? Right. And, uh, and you know, we were, we were talking about this, and we've talked about it in many different ways, but like younger generation, you might, you're here tonight, and it's good to see you, 220. Um, you might be asking, well, what can I fast? What can I fast? Uh, uh, pastor called for social media. Maybe that's not your thing, but maybe it's not your thing right now because you just don't want to sacrifice that. You don't want to sacrifice uh -oh. your uh, streak, right? Because you've had it going on for three months. Some of the old people are like, what? Streak? <laughs> what are they talking about? Don't worry about it. They, they know what I'm talking about. But maybe you don't want to give that up. Uh, uh, um, but you but, just got to give it up one day and the streak's over. So then, you, right, then it's not a streak anymore. It's done. But, you know, it's, uh, but you have to go back and you have to, you know, analyze how much time have, how much time have I spent, you know, on Snapchat? How much time have I, have I spent on TikTok? You know, I think somebody was telling me the other day they have over 10 million TikTok swipe things whatever that's that they've watched 10 million videos wow, uh, they need a job <laughs> and i think, I don't they think got i've one. done anything yeah, 10 million times nothing 10, yeah, million, 10 times. million times which is maybe yell at one of my kids <laughs> yeah so you know if you if you go to god and say you know what this has been this has been really consuming my life and and the key the key thing here is that 
whatever you sacrifice, you have to fill that time with God. Right. Don't right. just don't just give it up for the sense of like, okay, well, I gave it up, God. See, look, now bless me, right? If you're doing it in the first place, maybe you need to do a double 40-day fast, right? If that's wow. your uh, heart behind it. But uh, you have to, like, like Pastor David was talking about, you have to uh, really dig down deep and understand this is something that is going to be a sacrifice in my life. It's not supposed to feel comfortable to you at all. And then once you start you know, zoning in or, or get into what God is putting in, in, in your mind, in your spirit about this is what you need to give up. Well, then that's what you got to do. But it's like we've heard it time and time again. It's like, well, uh, I think I'll fast going to church. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> right? But some people are like that. I think I'm a fast away, time away from my wife. It, come on, really? You know? That's completely wrong. I know it's, it sounds funny, but there's some people that right. actually want to go those routes, and, and you don't do that. Um, just real quick, let me ask the panel real quick, but uh, uh, is there any kind of uh, funny, eccentric types of fast that you've heard people do throughout the years? Uh, well, yeah, you, you know, the ones you say is about the, the only ones that I could remember. Um, a guy at at, uh, at work one time he fasted uh, fishing, which was kind of a benefit because some of his uh, fa some of his fishing was on Sunday, so he was actually able to make it to church. Mm. Mm. And there's a lot of different things as we talked about too that you can fast. One of the things that I mentioned, uh, people don't think about a lot is maybe we need to fast other people. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe we need to stay away from some relationships uh, that are bringing us down, that are distracting us. Uh, you know, if God is important to you, then then maybe it's time to put away some things, some people, uh, you know, that are preventing you from being who God's called you to be. And uh, you'll be able to see real quick how much they really are your friend when you uh, when you do that. They don't want to hear that. Your whole room got quiet. I heard yeah, the crickets. Yeah. <laughs> hear a pin drop in the room. Right. Sometimes, man, those people got to get out of your life, man. And that's creating a void. Right. Sometimes you got some just some toxic people in your life. And then once you, once you get rid of them, then you can begin to have more Jesus, right? Yeah. So, but, go ahead. Oh, no, no, just, just you know, you, you think about that for, for a time in the summer, I was doing some real estate photography. So I, I did, I shot over a hundred homes in, in, in the summer, which is really crazy during, especially during COVID, you know, go, you're going into strangers' homes and Anyway, so I just got a whole mix of people um, uh, that while I was doing that and, and talking about fasting people. Um, yeah, some people just need to be fasted from. There was this one guy that uh, you know, I went, took pictures of his house, and, and uh, all, just the whole time there, he was just talking my ear off about how much he hated Trump. And I am not, you know, again, it's not political. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about that but but it's like i'm here trying to do something man and you're over here oh this guy I was like let me take the pictures man you know well you should have should have borrowed a, a hat from brother josh <laughs> he would have left you alone <laughs> moving forward there we go <laughs> you know one of the things too that we need to uh, make sure people understand that are new to fasting uh, and again this is one of the things i mentioned when we fast and we fast a lot around here uh, because we want to get close to the Lord, but fasting is not a bargaining chip with God. It's not a, it's not a payola. You know, look, Lord, I 40 day, man, you know, you owe me. Uh, that's not at all what it's about. 
And, and one of the things that I've learned in my life, uh, when I fast, uh, many times when we pray and fast, we're fasting for something, for a specific thing, and that's in the Bible. In Acts, we know that uh, the, the leaders of the church were praying and fasting, and then God told them to send, I think, Saul and Barnabas on a mission trip. And the Bible says they continue to pray and fast, and, and God answered their prayer. And so we pray for things that we desire in our life. But one of the things that we have to be careful is we try to tell God how to answer our prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to fast, Lord, and here's what you need to do in my life. And as I said, you know, you can take this however you want. It's just like politicians that have been in office 40 years, and now they're telling us everything that's wrong. They're the very ones that created this, and now they're trying to be the ones to stop it and turn it around. And I've messed up my life, and I've done horrible things, and now I'm trying to tell God I've gotten myself in this position, and now I'm saying, God, here's how you fix it. No, that's not what this is about. This is about giving God permission in your life when you fast and pray to do whatever he needs to do, to do what he needs to do. Now that makes it difficult because what you're saying is, Lord, here I am. And it may hurt. It may be difficult if you really open up to say, God, I want you more than I want what I'm doing. So do what you need to do. And God may do it. And hopefully he will. And when he does, it might be very difficult. But in the end, as Pastor Caesar said, it's a sacrifice. But it brings you so much closer to him. And that's the goal of everything that we're doing. Yeah, as you're talking about that. One of the, one of the things in the Bible that, uh, where they call the national fast is back in, uh, if you know the story of Jonah, right? Um, this nation needs God everywhere. We need God back in our schools. We need God in our homes. And, uh, every, you know, especially this being an election year, everybody thinks they have the answer for the world. And, you know, and, and, and yes, every Sunday school teacher says, yes, you know, 90% of the time, whenever somebody asks you a question in church, the answer is always Jesus, right? It's like, well, what is Jesus? But, you know, whenever we think about it and we really, instead of looking at it on a macro level, we look at it on a micro level, how does Jesus change the world? It, it, it's individually you know think about this that every every person that's in heaven every person that's going to make it into glory they all have a personal relationship with jesus christ he just didn't you know make one rule and then he he got everybody in there it's he spent individual time learning who every single person is that's, and, and the model of, uh, of, of, of heaven is the model that we, we pray for, right? We're supposed to be praying for that, that the, that the king, kingdom, that his kingdom will invade this earth. And how do you do that? Well, individually. Right. So the way that we change a nation is we do our part to first change ourselves, let God change us more accurately. And then after that, pursue the individual. If you want to change the nation, pursue individuals and aren't we called to do that anyway with the Great Commission, right? So instead of trying to find an easy way and just, you know, uh, just a, 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 like a one-size-fits-all solution, it, it really requires us to get down on our hands, our face, our knee, uh, on our knees, and, and, and to sacrifice our, our lives. That's the worthy sacrifice. That's what God says is a worthy sacrifice for us, to sacrifice our life. That's the acceptable sacrifice. And whenever we fast, we, uh, I, I know this to be true, um, that is fulfilled, you know. 
we, that's, that's, the, that's what God wants from, from our lives. So we absolutely need to take this seriously. And um, yeah, you know, I don't know about you whenever you guys heard it, but uh, uh, I, I wasn't brought up in Elam. I was an outsider that came in. So the, the, the corporate Daniel Fest every year in the beginning of the year was a completely different thing for me. I remember uh, back when we were on youth staff with Pastor David, uh, um, I, I came in during that time, and uh, and and I remember uh, picking an argument with my now wife, uh, Marina, and and you're like, "What, y'all fast coffee? Bunch of weirdos!" And it's like, "Yeah, no, you're, you're it's only vegetables, it's only this." And I'm like, "Coffee beans, vegetable, you know." Anyway, so you know, it's but it was it was just me not wanting to submit and give That's up. That's a good point. Like, I never thought of it like yeah, that. I'm, it it is a, you know comes from the ground but it's the caffeine <laughs> I, I i get it i get it but anyway whenever pastor mark called this 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 second 40 uh or, or this, this this 40 uh, just for that little immediate span of time there it's like man uh, am i the only one <laughs> you know don't raise your hands but uh but it was like man we do this every day <laughs> you know what I mean? he's like i'm fasting coffee but i'm gonna drink coke yeah, exactly. Right. 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 But, but then it's like, no, let me get my flesh in order. It's like, it, it, we need this. We need this. It's like, man, all right. All right, God, you're going to do something. And I just got to wait. But anyway, I don't know. Maybe you don't feel like that or you ever have those thoughts like that because you're amazing. Uh, but me, I'm a broken person that's definitely in need of Jesus every single day. So, uh, you know, anyway, I just wanted to throw that. I in. think a lot of us feel that way. Like we're a gung-ho in the first 10 or 15 days. And then we were just like, well, I need that certain whatever it is. And you just really struggle with it. And you're just like, okay, but once you get past, I think like day 15, 16, 17, it really becomes uh, a little bit easier. Um, but at the same time, you still, your body still craves those things that you always love, the Twinkies or the Shipley, warm, warm Shipley's donuts and uh, Bluebell. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm, can I get a hallelujah? Don't touch my Shipley's. <laughs> Um, you know, one thing that, that we have to understand, too, is you can get very legalistic in this, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the truth is what I fast, you may look at it and go, well, that's not fasting. That's not your deal. It's me. Mm -hmm. This is what God's called me to do. Right. And so the very same thing for you, you know, we, we have always have an argument in our family uh, about, well, should we eat this? You know, can we eat that? What about honey? It's natural. What about this? And so we've come to the place where, look, this is what I'm going to fast. This is what I feel called to fast. You fast that. And so we, it's too, you get too legalistic and you're missing out on what the purpose is. And so we need to be careful about that. I mean, as long as you stick to the plan, right. get, I don't see commit why it would be an issue. It. Yeah, commit. As long as you didn't say, hey, we're not going to have honey. And then a few days in, you said, but honey sounds really good. Right. And then. Now, right. well, it's it's natural. I guess I'll have it. You know, if you decided <laughs> it was bad beans. at the beginning, yeah, <laughs> there you know. Yeah, you know, I think. So let's talk about this. We know why we're supposed to fast. The, the the Bible tells us why we're supposed to fast. But when I was looking at fasting, I was thinking, but how does it work? Like, what do you mean that I I fast for forty days and then the Lord speaks to me, and I just. You know, as a, a young Christian, I'm just like, I don't know how that works. It just sounds like I'm going to be hungry, you know. Um, but then as I, as I begin to mature and go through different fastings, and, and I just, just begin to think, like, it's like anything else in our life that 
it's all about like, like Moses when he split the, the Red Sea, when the, the Israelites were marching around Jericho and the walls fell. They did it by faith, right? right? It was about faith. It's about, you know, Moses holding his staff up and believing. I don't know if he knew that, the, that it was going to happen the way it happened, but he held it up and the, the sea split. I mean, did he know that the, the land was going to be dry? They was going to get, no, but by faith, he held that rod up and did exactly what God had asked him to do. And by faith, those things happen. And it's the same thing in your life. If you follow the plan, if you, if you read the word and you, and you fast and you do those things by faith, God is going to reward you for it. It says it in Matthew, if you, if you fast and you, and you clean yourself up and don't go around bragging about it and all those things, that by your faith, he's going to reward you. He's going to speak to through those rewards we're talking about. He ain't going to put a million dollars in you. He might, but it probably ain't going to happen because yeah. you, was, you wasn't good with your, your $1,000, so he probably going to give you a million, okay? But... He, he might, he's going to begin to speak to you in your quiet times. He's going to be able to open up doors that you, that you never could open on your own. So by faith, just continue to push forward. Day 10, day 20, day 30, day 40, and before you know it, it's over, and you're going to look back. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I didn't do as a, a young faster. I didn't look back and see what happened over the last 40 days. A lot of times I was just celebrating and going to Whataburger, or the Shipley's or whatever it was, and then I didn't give my, my, myself the time to look back at the last 40 days and see exactly what God had done in my life. And it's really neat because I don't remember a fast that we've had that we haven't had somebody come up to me and say, Pastor Mark, you won't believe what happened to me during the fast, how God spoke to me. Uh, they did get money, they did get job, they did, things did happen. Uh, you don't do it for that reason, but God blesses and God moves when, you, when you're obedient. And that's the key, when you're obedient to the word. Right. God brought my wife through a fast. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't even me fasting for it. It was, it was her God dad spoke to fast. her. And that, you know, it's like, so as much as, you know. Are you the, sure that wasn't like, that, fast. That, was, that was hungry pains, bro. That was, no, that no, was hungry no, pains. And, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm and, you know, man, whatever. No, it's. You know, it, it ask her now. <laughs> I won't go into the whole story. You know, she's over there. She's in cut it up, cut it up. I won't go into the whole story. But, you know, it's uh, for those of you that know it, maybe about half of you know the story. Uh, I, I pursued my now wife and hard. Uh, very, he went very, hard in the paint. Let me tell you. And uh, and my, my, my plane was shot down. Uh, it was burning with fiery glory. She shot me down over and, and over again, over and Ooh. over again. And you know what? Uh, you know, we, we, then, you know, I just believed God and said, all right, well, you know, moving forward. And um, and then, yeah, after the Daniel fast took place and, and all that uh, out of nowhere, you know, and she she says, she says, I think God has changed my heart about you because of this fast. We know that was God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of people say my better half, she's like, you know, three quarters, 80%. I, I don't even have a So do y'all call it the Caesar fast now? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, anyway, so if you're looking to get, you know, you, you're getting to get married, you, you're looking for a husband. What? <laughs> Don't Why get thirsty you, now. Yeah, do it for the right reasons, but you know maybe some things need to get cleared out of your life. 
Uh, this is where I'm going with all this. Maybe some things need to get cleared out of your life. You need some clarity, right. and, uh, and, and God will definitely give you direction through, uh, through fasting, and we need direction. Yeah, so let's talk about, okay, so we're doing a kind of corporate fast right now, but the Bible talks about all kinds of different fasts, and I wrote a, a, a few of them down. I think there's like 10 or 15 different fasts that the, the Bible tells us why we should fast, and uh, because Jesus expects us to, right, uh, to mourn, to humble ourselves before the Lord, which is one of the things that we really need to be doing right now, because humble in the United States right now is almost, I mean, we don't see it hardly at all even in the church, uh, repentance, uh, spiritual strength, and worship. So there's a lot of different times in our life that we shouldn't just wait for Pastor Mark to call a corporate fast. You know, I think one of the things when I was, when I, when I seen repentance, I, I mean, I read it before, but I just really didn't kind of really think about fasting for repentance and how, how great when we're talking about the difference of saying I'm sorry and really repenting, if you fast and you just really get, go in uh, to God hard, like, like how hard you was going on the marina, <laughs> like do God that same way um, because you messed up, man, you probably won't do that same sin again because, I mean, you, you, you had that, that thing in your life and you really sought after God because of the, what you've done wrong. Uh, the same way with the morning, it's not going to Say if you lost a child or, 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 or something like that, it's not going to take that pain away, but you can, by fasting, you can really get into that comfort place with you and God, and he can really just start being able to, to heal some things in your life so you can continue to move on and deal with it in a better way. So I think that if we start applying some of these other things in our life throughout the year instead of just at a corporate fast, um, I think that you'll really start seeing the church uh, turn around for maybe, you know, I think the church had a, had an issue there for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years where we're, we was thinking more about building a building and how many people we can get in there. I know people are currency in heaven, but at the same time, the focus was on that instead of the focus being on God. That's why you see so many mega churches now. But if we can get back to some of these things right here, we can get back to discipleship and fasting and some of the the, the stays in the Bible, I think you start seeing the church do, a, do a, just a tremendous turnaround. See people's lives being impacted yeah. and changed. Yeah. And it's definitely a discipline. You need to discipline yourself in doing that because, like James was saying, you know, you got to stick to it. Yeah. And, uh, and discipline is another one of those, you know, bad words, especially here in America. Nobody wants to be disciplined and it. Nobody wants to be under any kind of authority anymore. And we feel like, uh, you know, we can have whatever we want whenever we want it. And if we don't, then there is an issue, you know, but we really need to go back to the biblical concept of, you know, uh, well, Jesus is king. He is Lord and every knee is going to bow. And this helps us in that process, um, you know, which and this can it goes into so many different areas of of of, of the church now worship and all those kind of things. But like, you know, we need to be practicing now for for eternity. So if you have a hard time praying you're going to have a really hard time if you even get there, right? If you have a hard time raising up your hands, if you have a hard time expressing your love and your devotion to God here on earth, well, I, I, I would honestly even question your salvation. 
and and they'd say, well, you know, you, you might have had a religious experience. That's that youth pastor in them. Hey, I'll say it again, and I'll say it louder. <laughs> I question somebody's experience uh, and their salvation mm. because whenever you meet Jesus, your life is just transformed. Yeah, it is. It, you are not the same thing. He is not just like a herbal supplement that we take, and it makes us feel better. He makes us a new creature in Christ. And I defy anybody to say, well, you know, hey, tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. You know, um, <laughs> Jesus changes uh. everything and fasting gets us to that mode. Sometimes people say, well, you know, uh, I, I don't want to be, you know, that radical extreme Christian. I only see examples in the Bible of radical extreme Christians that do crazy things that don't make sense to the world, and and God rewards them. He blesses them. He loves them. He calls them um, he calls them men after His own heart. You know, so um, fasting really gets us there, and it also gets us back, right? Mm -hmm. If you if you you got in a place in your life where maybe you've fallen off a little bit, fasting can get you back where you need to be. Uh, and then the other one I wrote down was worship. And I, and the reason I just want to bring that up because, you know, we've been going through this whole COVID thing and then half of our church is still at home, half of our church is back. And Sandra came back uh, just recently to church. And then so this, this past week, I just made an effort just to come down there and just sit with her because we're always so busy up there in the sound booth. And we just got a just amazing team that sacrifices so much and so we're up there doing those stuff, and then I just really finally got to come down here, and I tell you, man, just getting into that place of worship was so amazing. It was like something that, and this is kind of where the fasting will get you, it was one of those things that I didn't know was missing, but was missing in my life. It was uh, almost like cold water when you're out working into the, you know, 110 degree weather, you just begin to drink it and it's just, it was just fulfilling the thirst in my life that I didn't know was so thirsty, right? Um, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And so those fastings on those different areas in your life will begin to fulfill things that you didn't even know that needed to be fulfilled. I think it's good. I have a, a quote from C.S. Lewis. Um, prayer. He, he talks about prayer. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, working and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. Mm. And I think that's the key because it's going to change you. Fasting, serious fasting is going to change you. It's going to make a difference in your life. And as we talk about this, um, you know, one of the things that we've been mentioning a lot is second chronicles seven fourteen. if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray seek my face turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven i will forgive their sin and i will heal their land and, and i was reading a commentary today that said that that was not written for us that was written for god's covenant people and so i as i read through that i just believe with all my heart that that does apply to us that God is speaking to his people. I'm one of his people. I'm not a covenant people, but I am grafted into the vine. I am a believer. I'm a son of God, a child of the most high God. And when we think about it, yes, in context, it was written to the people of Israel. And God said to them, if I hold back rain, if I do these different things because of your attitude, if 
you will humble yourself and pray and seek my face. I'm, there's no doubt in my mind, America has turned its back on God. It has turned its back on God and we are feeling the repercussion of that right now. We're seeing it in the streets. We're seeing young people, um, I, I won't say who it was, but I heard a teacher, uh, I didn't talk to him, but Blanche was talking to a teacher recently who said that they're seeing some crazy things. These kids are doing virtual stuff and they're exposing themselves by, by, the, by the computer or they're wow. doing, it's, it's unbelievable that they're, they're doing these things and they don't find any, any problem with it. America has turned its back on God. It's time for us as believers, if my people, it's time for us to humble ourselves and that's what we're doing by 40 days. God, I don't know how to change this. I can't change this, but change me, change me so that I can do what's needed. And it's prayer. We, you have the answer. Have you, if you really think about it, you have the ability to impact this nation. You have the ability to impact others. Well, I'm not a good speaker, Pastor Mark. It's through prayer, by praying, by seeking God, seeking God's face. And we've been talking about that in our morning prayer, seeking God's face. Uh, Pastor Caesar asked me, what does that mean to seek God's face? It means seeking his presence to be near to him, to be intimate with him, to know him. And so when we pray, we're getting to know him. We expose ourselves to him. We just completely be transparent. God, you know me anyway. I'm not hiding nothing from you. You know everything about me. You know my ins and outs, but now you're revealing them to me where I can just say, fix it, <laughs> change me, Lord. So we have the opportunity to make an impact through prayer, through fasting and all these other areas that are so in, that are so important uh, because it changes us. Yeah, and I think when he was talking about, you know, impacting others around us, that is so important because the things that you do, the Bible talks about overflowing out of us, right? Uh, doing things that overflow out of us, and when we over when we overflow, when we're spiritually flat fed and we overflow, it, there's there's nothing else that can happen except a ripple effect around you. Into your into your in your family's life, and then and because of that, they're going to be overflowing, and it goes into their friends, into the into the the community, into the culture, into all those things by one little thing. You know, I, I was uh, the other day I seen a, a YouTube video where this guy said, "This is the most amazing sound in the world," and he takes this golf ball and he hits it across this frozen lake in between three mountain ranges. And this thing, so it was like, doink, 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 and it just went on forever and ever. It didn't, it sounded like it was never going to end because it kept bouncing off. Well, that's the same thing with our relationship with Jesus. When we have those relationships and we're overflowing, the, it just keeps going and going and going. And, and, and before you know it, you're impacting lives that you've never even touched before. Right, because you fasted and you prayed and you did the things that you were supposed to do in the name of Jesus, right? Yeah, it just seems like fasting amplifies all your good godly qualities that you have, and it also seems like it exposes more of your qualities that you need to be working on a lot more. Well said. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I, as I wrote down a quote, it says, "The more that we strengthen our spirit, it's the more that we." Uh, weaken our flesh, and that's exactly it. That we have to continue to st strengthen our spirit 
uh, so we can just continue to move the flesh down. So how many of my young people now are going to give up TikTok for 40 <laughs> days? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, crickets. Yeah, crickets. My young there person go. back there. Thank you, brother. I'm going to give it yeah, up. Yeah. I'm going to give it up. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, uh, that is important. No hands? Too. We didn't see no hands? No, uh, oh, brother okay. Edwin. Okay. It, something else that's important um, that can come from fasting, and I'm speaking <clears throat> to the married couples. Um, fasting and praying and reading the word together, it creates a brand new intimacy yeah. between you and your spouse that you would never really know. There's just something about being able to speak to your wife or your, your spouse about the word of God and praying together. And, and we talked about it yesterday. Uh, it, sometimes it's so awkward. Of all people, it's awkward to pray with your spouse. Facts. Right. I'm yeah, and, and I was, we were talking about it, and then we just like the person that you're the most intimate with, it's, it's troubling to pray and read the Bible together. And I don't know, I don't know what it is about that, but I'll tell you this. Um, I don't know how many couples that Sandra and I have talked to and they were having struggles in their marriage. And I asked them, have you ever prayed? Have you ever read the word with one another? And every single one of them said no. I can I can say the same thing just about. Yeah. So it's I mean it's super important that we 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 have that bond not only with with God as our that first relationship but that second relationship is right there in your house. You know, we we used to in the in the same when we were talking to people, we just the whole triangle, you have your husband and the wife here and then the closer you get to God, right. the closer your relationship comes together. And it's so important that we continue to strive for that relationship with God in your marriage and then the closer that y'all come together. I will, I will say this in fasting between couples, don't police each other. <laughs> you can't be eating that. You're not supposed to do that. I told, you know, it's not about that. <laughs> that don't go well. You know, it doesn't go well. It causes friction, which this is together. And you know what? When, when we do this, uh, Blanche is so good about preparing meals ahead of time. She gets a list, Marina Blanche, and there's several people, ladies or, or whoever's cooking. Uh, it's, it's a great idea to get these different meals prepared ahead of time so that when you're, you know, at the last, I can't find anything to eat. Let, let's just go to Whataburger, you know. Mm. If, if you've got things prepared already, you know, and, and sit down together and talk about this and fast and then pray, decide together what you're gonna fast. Decide together uh, the things you're going to do. Uh, read the word together. I, I've told this before, even in preaching. But uh, you know, there's many times when I'm studying something, I'll read a verse, and I'll I'll go to Blanche and say, "What do you think this verse means?" Of course, I've already got it figured out because I'm the pastor. You know, I know these things. And then after I talk to her and say, "What do you think this means?" She'll say, "Well, I think it means this," and I'm like. How did you get that out of that? Hey, it's the struggles of having that a wife that's smarter than man. you. <laughs> I mean, that, now, you know what? I agree with it. So it's just a beautiful thing when you can come together, when you're fasting and praying. Not only are you more intimate with God, but you're more intimate with your spouse. And that just makes your whole family better. I know we're coming up uh, close to the end uh, of this, uh, this show tonight. Um, but, you know, I just find such a, a, a humorous irony sometimes in God. 
because whenever we look at something like fasting, which is a complete denial of certain things, but then you look at something like fellowship, and us as Christians, we love to fellowship, and we're supposed to do that too, um, but it's just finding the right balance between both throughout the year, and don't go excessive on one over the other, but yeah, when it, you know, we, we have no problem fellowshipping, right? Amen? Amen, 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 especially when there's food. Yeah, Whataburger, Shipley's, it's been mentioned. And that really sounds good tonight. But uh, we're not fasting yet. <laughs> we're not fasting yet. True, but you know, it's just I just find it it's just kind of in the mind of God how He does something sometimes that are just it's you know funny, not you know comical like a clown, but you know what I mean. It's just like those things that we find that's like we have to fellowship. So you know, for for like if you're like an introvert or something like that, this might might be a really hard thing for you to do. But if you uh, if you're just a social butterfly, it's not hard for you at all. So it's kind of those contradictions that we find that are within ourselves, and uh, just really finding a balance between all that, which goes along to what you're saying. Don't police each other. Don't do this. Don't do that. Just find a healthy balance and make sure that you're sacrificing whenever you need to sacrifice. And then, you know, when it's time to it's time to get down, get down, you know. Get down. So I just want to know what time do y'all eat dinner? Because Sandra and I are going to come by. We eat, we eat dinner at 5 o'clock. Bet. <laughs> 5, five o'clock. That's, that's early, right? That's I want to get off work yet. That's a late lunch for me. Oh, well, yeah. He's praying at 5 in the morning, you know. Right? I guess. I eat all day, man. I'm just. Man. Well, okay. So, Pastor, as we close, just. Kind of leave us with a little nugget of, you know, the expect, expectations of this fast and uh, corporately as a church, where do you see uh, us, uh, your vision of seeing us going at the end of this thing? You know, again, I spoke about moving forward this past week because that was our vision. That was our goal as we began this year. Really felt strongly that God was moving us forward uh, to do some amazing things, some great things. We had those things in plan. We were talking about moving, uh, you know, the children's church over here, uh, opening up another campus, doing all these things. These were not just our ideas. These were things that God has dropped in our spirit. And so to accomplish those things, we, we were starting to move. But then when the COVID hit, we just kind of, as I spoke about, we got lost in the current, took, we got out of the current. Uh, we were just kind of sitting stagnant. Wasn't really our fault. I mean, every church in America and the nation in the world has to deal with this, uh, live streaming and things. But I really sense that God is challenging us now to get back in the current to begin to focus on those things that he's called us to do. We're going to be, we were preaching on this tree that we have in the back and how it represents our church, how it's grown, how it's branched out. But also, if you look on the side of here, there's three words that encompass our mission statement, encounter, empower, and engage. And we're going to be speaking on those three things for the next few weeks at least, because that's the way that we're going to accomplish all the things that God's called us to accomplish. So with the fast, I am seeing God move. I am seeing God get us back in that current flowing. I, I will say this, and I tell this to our prayer team in the morning. Uh, when you do this, be ready. You better get up and you better get that prayer on. You better get that whole armor of God on because the enemy is not going to just sit back and go, ooh, they're fasting. Ooh, they're praying. I'm not. No, you are now putting a big target on you. 
So be prepared. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things through Jesus Christ. So don't matter. That target is not a problem because you can put on the whole armor of God and go forward. Amen. Amen. So I just want to close with this. So when you was talking about that, be ready, be ready. It was one of those times in my life that I felt like spiritually I was on top of the world. You know, I mean, God was just really, really showing me some, just some truth and some wisdom. And we were doing some certain things and everything was at its peak. And I began to fast and we were beginning to launch certain things. And I just, I felt like invincible, like the enemy, there's no way that the enemy could come against me at that point. That's just where I was spiritually. I mean, I was ready for anything that he was going to throw at me. So guess what? He didn't mess with me. Right. But he messed with my kid, you know, and, and my son, he was like, I mean, if any of y'all know Luke, he's just a really, really good kid. And he was little at the time. He was probably five or something like that, maybe a little bit four or five. And he was going over to Agape and uh, they started calling me during the day. They were just like, hey, I don't know what's going on with, with Luke, but he's acting out. And, uh, and, and Agape, the, 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 the guy that runs the place over there, he's a pastor. And, and so I, I got off work and I went to talk to him and. And he says, like, man, how's things going? I was just like, man, they're amazing. I was just telling him all these things about what was going on. And he goes, okay. He said, the enemy ain't coming against you right now because you're so fired up and you're ready for anything. But he's, he's trying to distract you with your son. So once you get into this fast, once you start moving in, recognize the things that are happening around you. They might not be against you. They might be against your kids or your parents or whatever, but recognize that stuff and begin to cast that stuff out of your life. Tell the devil where he can go. Come on. Um, Don't let him discourage you because he's going to try. And if you're at a place right now, he ain't going to mess with you. He's going to mess with somebody else. He's going to get your your wife or your husband under your skin, or he's going to try to do something to discourage you from what God has planned for your life over the next 40 days. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, we thank you for joining the Refuge Project. And I know God is going to do some amazing things over the next 40 days. He's going to do some amazing things. We're going to launch this thing on Mondays. Every Monday, there's going to be a new episode. You can check us out at Refuge Project on Twitter. You can always go to elamoasis.org and find all the links to all the podcasts there. But we thank you for joining us tonight, and we love you. Man. Thank you.